This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, October 5th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with assistant to the BYU football hype train conductor, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, we have the tournament train, right? Can we hear the tournament? There. There is a hype train now, and your boy Joe Wheat tweeted out about it. So uh, let's let's show you this. Uh, there's a lot of members of the BYU football hype train right now. A lot of people are on it. There's plenty of room. Uh, but you and I are near the front, baby. We're not the conductors. That would be Joe who tweeted this. And Cam Miller. And Cam Miller. But look who's leading on the tracks. It's Utah. Uh, Twitter and Utah fans are really fun right now. They're not oh, playing. Geez. BYU's playing. <laughs> I know BYU hasn't played the same kind of schedule, and they sure as heck do as well. Kirk but, Herbstreit uh, and Toby from The Office is my favorite. Why is Toby in there? Is he tweeting <laughs> really? about BYU? I don't. Just no, because he's in there? It's just random. No, that's funny. That's funny. Hey, listen, life's good right now. We have only been in this situation twice in Independence, which is that BYU is ranked in October. This is the second time, the second week, period. 2014 for one week. And even then, BYU had lost and then went into the poll in October and then came out, right? So, uh, Life's good right now. Life's good. Enjoy it. Enjoy this. BYU will be ranked further into October than they were in 2014. Yes. Well, because it'll be the second week. Yeah. Because they're a five-touchdown favorite against UTSA. Because UTSA. <laughs> because Brigham. BYU's doing uh, this, and we'll discuss it. It's not just about the schedule. Although the schedule, trust me, the schedule certainly plays into this. Winning is fun. Winning big is even better, and we're hoping to win huge with today's show lineup. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on the best thing he saw from BYU football on Friday night. And is the Zach Wilson early season Heisman hype legit? With Wilson throwing, will BYU have a 1,000-yard receiver for the first time in almost a decade? Plus, we're tracking every Cougar opponent and what they did over the weekend. And Jerem's big weekend in prop picks. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 22, BYU beats up Louisiana Tech 45-15 thanks to five touchdowns from Zacharias Wilson. Two passing, three rushing. The Cougars move up seven spots to number 15. Can you believe that? Seven spots after beating La Tech in both the coaches and AP polls. Highest ranking is 9 by the way. BYU hosts UTSA Saturday afternoon. It helps when eight top 25 teams lose and six of those were above BYU. Maximizing that national spotlight. Hey, more national recognition fund for Zach Wilson specifically. BYU's QB1 named the Walter Camp National Offensive Player of the Week. The first BYU player to earn this recognition since one Max Hall did it in 2009. I'm just getting started. Wilson is also the College Football Performance Awards National Performer of Week Number 5. Let's throw in Pro Football Focus Offensive MVP of the Week with a career-high five total touchdowns, three running, two passing, and a 92% completion percentage on 24 of 26, second best in BYU history, totaling 325 yards through the air against Louisiana Tech. Cougars in the NFL made some plays yesterday. Michael Davis picked six for the Chargers against Tom Brady and the Bucks in a loss. That was an awesome play. Sione Takitaki had four tackles in a 49-38 win over the Cowboys. How bad are the Cowboys? Cow- mm-hmm. 
Well, they have uh, lost to my Seahawks. Kyle Vinoy had four tackles and a loss to aforementioned Seahawks. Four now. Four now. Taysom Hill had three carries for six yards as the Saints beat the Lions. Not going well early for Taysom. Tonight, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play the Patriots in a rescheduled game due to COVID. And Jamal Williams and the Packers play the Falcons. We have a double NFL Monday Night Football, albeit one on ESPN, one on CBS. <laughs> I'm so I told my wife last night, hey, you know what we're doing tomorrow? We're watching TV. She goes, no, no, no. Chris Collinsworth of NBC Sports joked last night, hey, it turns out Tony Romo is going to do Monday Night he Football after do Monday all. Night. That was, I <laughs> blew a gasket. Yeah. College basketball news now. Insider Jeff Goodman reporting that the Men's Basketball Oversight Committee will meet today and discuss whether winter athletes should get an additional season of competition. So they're going back to that. I thought that they, it was already determined. They, they had looked at it and said no on winter. Or is that for the, this next year? I thought this whole year was just free 90 free for everybody. I we're going to find con- out more details. I guess I'm confused. Spring athletes were given an extra year of eligibility earlier this year after uh, the season was stopped in March. Right. Uh, it's expected that the Division One Council will vote ultimately on this October 13th and 14th. And spring different than winter, right? So hoops is a winter sport. But spring is baseball, softball, men's volleyball, and dot, dot, dot. That was a year that's not against their eligibility. Give everyone a free year. Give it all back. I think we all like. I think it's everyone on planet Earth gets a free. It's not just the NCAA. All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Overreaction Monday, or is it a legit Monday, Jerem? I am so happy that we're doing this. BYU's ranked 15th in both polls. Amazing. Highest ranking since 2009, as you mentioned, coming off another dominating performance, 45-14 over Louisiana Tech. Let's start here on our overreaction or legit Monday conversation. BYU being ranked 15th in the AP and coaches poll. Is this an overreaction by voters or is this legit? I think it's legit because not only is BYU 3-0, certainly playing lesser competition in terms of no P5s. BYU has played three. They would have played three at times. But, uh, yeah, BYU is playing great. It's not just about the competition. It's that BYU is playing so well. I dare say elite. BYU is playing at an elite level. They really are. They're so efficient. Number two in ESPN's FPI efficiency rating overall, behind Alabama, ahead of Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Miami. So, yes, BYU deserves to be 15th. Uh, margins, number two scoring offense, number four scoring defense, 148 to 24 on the, on the record is just stupid awesome. Plus, as you mentioned, ranked teams Auburn, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, UCF, Pitt, and Memphis all lost. So, yes, BYU took advantage, by the way, allegedly outviewed NBA Finals Game 2, which is just incre- <laughs> incredible. Yes, I think it's legit. I think BYU, at this moment... With the head start, that is no Pac-12, Big Ten as well. I think that plays into this. I think BYU is probably high teens, if maybe 19th or something, if uh, everyone's playing and we're seeing what Ohio State and Oregon and USC and Wisconsin and everybody's doing. But, I, no, I think it's legit. We put more... We heard know, that over the weekend. We put more stock into the Associated Press poll yeah, I don't than care we about do the for the coaches slash sports information directors poll. Coaches is garbage, yeah. Yet... BYU, 15 in both. It's nice to see the Cougars at that level playing field across both what are considered major polls. But the AP poll, we give more validation, more credit to. There are enough 
college football insiders and experts voting in that poll that I feel like this is a legitimate ranking. This isn't BYU being unranked by half the poll and, you know, number 18 by 25% and then number 24 by the other 25%. This is a consensus. You could say Kirk Bowles voting BYU number four is a little bit of an overreaction on a Monday. A, a little bit. Even <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit saying, yeah, they're just out of the playoff. Well, of of teams that have played, he specified. Right, right. Of teams that have played, he's yeah. got them number six. Adjusted. But, yeah, I think this whole thing's adjusted still. But what is BYU doing? They are not just – they're playing somebody. Guess what? There's a lot of teams that haven't played at all. They're maximizing so, the opportunity. Yes, it's that BYU's kicking butt and taking names. That is the, that is the reason this is legit. If BYU's 3-0, and but they've won by 7, 10, and 14, BYU is not ranked 15th. They're probably like 23. But because BYU is kicking butt and taking names, number 15 is legit. And there are other teams that haven't played, but guess what? That's not BYU's problem. It's not BYU's problem that the Big Ten and Pac-12 haven't started. That's not their problem. What BYU's problem is, is UTSA and a massive line that they will try and cover. But BYU is doing exactly what they need to do. Literally playing so well. It's not perfect, but it's, it's, BYU's flying close to the sun right now. Awesome. They, they are taking advantage of the magnified national spotlight. Monday night football against Navy. We know Navy's not great. Doesn't matter. BYU did what you should do against just, a not great team. Just pound them. Crush them. Yeah. 55 to 3. And Louisiana Tech, Troy. Well, they're not great. High school football competition. BYU they're is not doing. High school football competition. They're BYU is doing what they're supposed to do against teams they should be better than, and then some. They're crushing the line, okay? Okay, uh, next question. Zach Wilson is a legit Heisman candidate, overreaction or legit? Um, well, through three games, Zach Wilson has done nothing to not earn this type of attention. So I feel like through three games, it's, it's legit. Like, until he does something to show that he's not worthy of, of this type of recognition, then, yeah, he deserves it. I said the same he has thing a Heisman week. recommend? Is that what you're saying? I said the same thing last week after Troy. Like, hey, let's see what he does against Louisiana Tech. He's done nothing except show that he deserves this type of attention. When you are throwing at an 80-plus percent completion Percentage. He leads the country, by the way, 84.5. And doing so against, yeah, not elite-level teams, but some teams that have recently had some nice seasons. Like, th- these are Division One athletes. These are FBS guys th- this isn't that have won lower 10 division. games within the last two years. Come on. Troy, Louisiana Tech, Navy, they're all Division One football players. All of, listen, I know they're not P5s. Trust me, I know. All of those teams won 10 games within the last two years, either last year or the year before. Those are good programs. They're Louisiana quality. Tech beat They're Miami not... in a bowl game last yes, year. Yes, fourteen nothing. Shut them out. Like, yeah, yes, Heisman candidate. Yes, there's no cap on how many that includes. We're not saying he's a top three Heisman guy right now. Is he in the top ten? Heck yes. yes. Heck yeah, candidate. Like political office, anyone can run. Any player could be uh, eligible, except on defense, unless your name's Manti Teo in 2012. Zach ran for three touchdowns. He had two passes uh, for a touchdown as well. Career high five touchdowns, which was awesome. One of three interesting points from Friday night. The other is this, of course, the uh, second best completion percentage in BYU history, 92.3 on 24 of 26. 
He owns number one at 18 for 18 in the Potato Bowl, of course. And then our stat of the day is number three. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Zach Wilson is the second FBS player since 96 to have 90% completion percentage plus in a game and rush for three touchdowns, minimum 20 attempts. So what he did Friday night, I dare say, is an all-time performance in BYU history. I mean, that was incredible. The efficiency the efficiency is Zach Wilson's calling card. He's not going to pass Detmer or McMahon or any of these guys in touchdowns or yards, but will, he could pass them in as efficiency. And he's gone three straight games of 200-plus in efficiency. I know you may not know what that means. Just That's not good. It's great. Uh, and what he's doing is insane. The throws we're thro- showing, like to Dax Milne, 39 yards on a dime, I think that ball's in the air 50 yards because it's middle of the field to right, ha- right, not right hash beyond it. He's making some incredible throws. And it's not just us that are noticing this. The entire country's noticing. And BYU did what we said at the beginning of the show when it was radio only. We said, let's look up the Latin phrase for own the night, seize the night, you know, nostris nocturnus. Mm-hmm. And that's what BYU has done, as you mentioned, on a Monday night and a Friday night. And people are noticing. Very rarely. And I know this is one of your pet peeves. I have many, so which one is it? <laughs> do I play the role of I told you so guy? But I'm going to do that right now. And I think you were with me on this a little bit, although you're not playing the I told you so card. I said when Zach Wilson's arm is healthy and he is not coming off of a shoulder surgery that affected or a, or a him broken, or a broken thumb, thumb yeah. that we're going to see him take significant steps forward. Because there were some questions out there. Oh, Spencer, Jaron Hall's such a dynamic athlete. He is. Baylor Romney's way more efficient. What's the word of Zach Wilson's season thus far? It was last year. Efficiency, okay? Great backup quarterbacks. But did we not say and proclaim several times over the past year when Zach Wilson is healthy, you will see him and why the coaches think he is the clear number one quarterback at BYU. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Third year in the system with the same OC and staff essentially really helps as well. They went all in on a young offense. This is year three. And it's paying off. It's paying off. And the lack of a tough schedule certainly aids that process, but the way that BYU is playing is awesome. How about this question, Jerem? Bill Connolly of ESPN. Puts BYU in his college football playoff as the number four team. ESPN (laughs) citing it as the shocker of the week. Should BYU be considered for a spot in the college football playoff? Is that an overreaction or legit? I trust that, dude. It is an overreaction. BYU is not a playoff team. Come on. Uh, BYU's not going to have the schedule for the playoff, even if they win and blow out everybody. I I don't think uh, that's going to be uh, the case. So, no, it's not the playoff. It's the New Year's Six. BYU's going for a New Year's Six. Again, BYU does not have Group 5 access. If they're the highest-ranked non-P5, BYU does not have access automatically to be above Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF, who lost. Uh, Memphis did as well, and so on. So it's it's more about can BYU out at large a Power 5 team? The answer is clearly yes. It's clearly yes, because the fact that BYU jumped seven spots doesn't just have to do with who lost and that BYU won. It's the way BYU's playing. Again, if BYU continues to dominate, and they won't every game, BYU will not do this every game. That's, that's a, a very irrational idea. The best BYU teams in the 80s didn't do this every game. They struggled. They played close games with UTEP and New Mexico and whatever and UNLV. Um, they, there are 
there is an opportunity for BYU should they run the table. And now that they've added Boise State and San Diego State, that if BYU is undefeated and they – listen, style points, I've been telling you margin matters, right? That BYU will be in a position should they continue this undefeated spell. One loss, you're out of the game for New Year's Six, by the way. One loss, you're done. Um, you could still be in a quality bowl game, but it's, it's undefeated or bust for New Year's Six. BYU is impressing people with the way they're playing, and they have star power. Steve Young told it to us a couple years ago. you got to play well, you got to have great offense, and you got to have star power. And BYU is hitting all of those uh, boxes right now. They're checking all of the boxes. Now, the fun thing about the playoff conversation here is, yes, right now it's an overreaction. But because BYU is already number 15 three weeks in, no oh boy. It's fun here. to think. Here. No, no, here. no, 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 no. Listen to this is logic here. This is logic. Oh, let's see. If BYU keeps winning, naturally the teams ahead of them are going to cannibalize each other a little bit. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, those teams like two of those three teams are gonna lose a game. Notre Dame, we'll see. Ohio State, Penn Notre State. Notre Dame will lose. They do it typically they're going do, right? to play Clemson, yeah. Penn State probably going to lose a game. North Carolina, they're probably going to lose a game. Oh, Miami yeah. is playing Clemson this weekend. Yeah. So one That's of those two teams is going down. Miami. Oklahoma State, do they look like they're going to run the table in the Big 12? No. Oklahoma or Texas is going to get them at some point. Somebody's going to beat Oklahoma State. And Auburn and Tennessee are the two teams just ahead of BYU. They're probably going to cannibalize each other. So if BYU just keeps winning, they're the benefactor. Jeremy, they could they could legitimately be a top 10 team in three weeks. Go Cougars. Yeah, I believe that. But I, but I believe that on the, the day that it's decided that the schedule be, would be BYU's undoing. If you crush Boise State. It would State, also be the doing to be undefeated. So, are you questioning my logic? No, BYU will not have played a Power 5 and all these other teams. But I, BYU wouldn't deserve it in that moment. What are we talking about? The play, What the heck? This is awesome, right? This is great. It is absolutely an overreaction. New Year, it's New Year's Six or Bust. Playoff is a ridiculous conversation, in my opinion. Our question of the day. What was the best thing related to BYU football you saw this weekend? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At 33, Gregorio answers on Twitter. Gregory Bell. The spread of wealth. Four different receivers with catches of 20-plus yards, five with 15-plus. Zach is on fire. He really is. And we, we said during the summer as well, another, another just pull out. We get stuff wrong, of course, probably more wrong than right. But Gunnar Romney, we said, hey, we expect Gunnar Romney to have a breakout year. That, that dude's top five in the country right now in, in a bunch of categories. 124 yards a game after three? This is insane. It was nice to see Neil Pau. Join yes. the receiver ranks as Neil's well with four in. catches. Neil's getting in. It's great. Coming up, is this BYU's best team since 2009? It's another Matt. It's Monday on BYU Sports Nation. Is he buying the Zach Wilson Heisman Trophy hype early in the season? He'll answer that and a bunch more next. Stay with us on BYU SN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch Coordinator's Corner today. Greg Rubel, voice of the Cougars, chats with defensive coordinator Elias Tuyaki, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. Let's just say things are going well right now for those guys. But BYU's win over at Louisiana Tech coming up right after us, 1 Eastern on the BYU TV app, and of course on the We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerome Jordan. There is no better way to start off 
a week full of A-list guests, then with ESPN College Football Insider and Analyst, BYU National Champion Trevor Maddich back with us for another Maddich Monday on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, let's start with our question of the day. What was the best thing you saw this weekend related to BYU football? The precision of Zach Wilson. I mean, the precision of Zach Wilson was astonishing. He was, what, 24 of 26? That's hard to do against air. To throw 26 passes, many of them downfield, and have only two of them hit the ground for whatever reason. But on the flip side, guys like Tyler Batty on defense rising up and creating a one-on-one pass rush threat or contributing to the one-on-one pass rush threat, getting pressure on the quarterback with three guys rushing, that is just as important as what Zach Wilson is doing. So all around, there's so many good things that we can talk about. Let's talk about what Zach did, and you mentioned it. Uh, the second-best completion percentage, minimum 15 attempts in program history. He has number one, of course, with the Potato Bowl in 2018. But what is it that he is doing that's making him an elite quarterback right now in college, college football? I think he's trusting his receivers. I think against Navy, he was finding his way with them, and he was delaying just a little bit to throw at times to make sure that they were where he expected them to be. I think now he is – reading the defenses and throwing it where it's supposed to go, understanding that the receivers will be there. And that's a really important part of it. That confidence, that chemistry allows everybody's talent to be maximized. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. Is Zach Wilson right now a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender? I don't know that you can say that. I think he's playing at the highest level of any quarterback in the country. I think that because of the level of competition, people would be reluctant to put him in that in that conversation. But I think he can work his way into that conversation. And it's not his fault that the competition has been what it's been. The flip side to that about competition is that it's not fair to BYU to say that they're just rolling up a bunch of cupcakes. I mean, they're, they're beating some teams that have good history of success. Just Louisiana Tech is a team – that is known for its offense. They were averaging about 50 points a game coming in. This is a team with Skip Holtz as the coach that is excellent at making big plays and turning every game into a track meet. And BYU's defense was able to shut them down for the most part. Same thing with the opposing defenses. BYU has had to earn everything they've gotten. Zach Wilson has had to earn everything he's gotten. And I think Heisman voters that are paying attention will look beyond the fact that they haven't played Georgia yet. And they'll see things like how accurate Zach is at throwing the deep ball. If you take a look at passes thrown 20 yards or more in the air, so not not a bubble screen that the guy runs away, the ball goes at least 20 yards in the air. Zach is third in the nation in completion percentage on those, and he's got 10 completions, which is more than pretty much everybody else uh, in the nation throwing at least 20 yards in the air. There's only one guy in the group. He's in the group of five. It has 11 completions. Zach has 10. Everybody else is below that. So he's not dinking and dunking. He is letting it fly and maintaining his precision and his completion percentage. That's astonishing. And I think Heisman voters should at least look at him and say, hey, this guy's right now so far doing everything you would want of a candidate. And if BYU does go undefeated, blue goggles on, should we have him on or not based on what's going on? Uh, they will, they will, he will be in the discussion, whether he gets a third-place vote or whatever. But let's talk about what you said with the schedule. Obviously, the, who BYU is playing, it's very different. This is the first time since 94 they haven't played a Power 5 team in the first three games. 3-0 ranked 15th. But 
The reason that BYU is ranked 15th is the way they're playing. What is it about BYU football right now that is making them uh, shine so well because they are playing and dominating the competition? It's the reason they're dominating. Number one, they're not playing to the level of competition. They're playing as well as they possibly can, and that's important. Even teams like Clemson once in a while will have a real scare against a team that they outmanned because they they didn't play with everything they had, at least for part of that game, and they allowed a lesser talented opponent to rise up and give them a scare. So far, BYU has played at the same level regardless of who's opposing them on the other side of the ball. That's the first thing. The second thing is they're as complete a team as there is in the country right now. That's important because with the limitations in preparation in spring and summer of COVID, there are a lot of teams that have a lot of talent, but certain parts of their game are not up to snuff. They're not up to speed right now. We saw that with Mississippi State in their opener against LSU. They, with the air raid offense, Mike Leach now with the Bulldogs down there in Starkville, it's really fun to watch. But LSU played man coverage. And so they did all their most simple things and everything worked. So last week they played Arkansas and lost because Arkansas did what BYU did to them. They rushed three, dropped eight a lot of the times, and it was zone instead of man, and they weren't up to the precision and the adjustment that they needed to make. Georgia, uh, early against Arkansas, their opener, their defense was great. Their offense, especially the running game, struggled. Right now they've gotten better since then in week two, but they have had flaws in the game. Most teams have flaws in their game. BYU is a team right now that's playing offense, defense, special teams for the most part with precision, and you can't really point to a place that they are not performing well. You can't point to a place to say, yeah, they're strong here, but they're weak there. And I think that's one of the reasons that the pollsters respect them so much. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on BYU Sports Nation. I'm not sure we can quantify this, but how much of an advantage does BYU's head start to the season give them over potential New Year's Six competition, specifically from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, who are not going to start until October 24th or later? You know, I don't know that it gives them that much. Right now, they're at 15, and the AP poll is ranking what they assume the Pac-12 and Big Ten teams will be. So they're already in the poll. Still, BYU's there at 15. But as time goes on and resumes gets built, get built, the pollsters will have to take some of that strength of schedule into account. So it's out of BYU's control, but all they can do is go play at the highest level they can possibly play, no matter who's out there, and hope that the, the people doing the voting, especially the college football playoff committee, will look at them for who they are and not for who they may not have played, assuming they're able to continue this this run. You've talked for years on this program about wanting BYU receivers to be more aggressive, more ball hawking, uh, to make better plays in the air. Right now, Dax Mill and Gunnar Romney are averaging together through three games, 212 receiving yards per game. What are you seeing from those two in particular that pleases you? The junkyard dog mentality. I mean, when that ball comes down, it's a fight. It's their ball. We've talked about that, like you've said, that too often in past years, a ball will come down, and if it's not right there and the defender's kind of in the way, oh, well, I'll try it next time. There is no next time. That's my ball, right? And they're playing with that kind of mentality. They're they're fighting off defenders to make the catch. They're diving to make the catch. They are throwing their bodies around with reckless abandon understanding that it's going to hurt when they hit the ground or when they get hit by the defender, but it's their ball. 
And I love it that they're doing that. That's one of the reasons I think that the quarterback can trust them so much. It's not just the wide receiver, though. You're having some fun at tight end. I mean, it's really, really a shame that Matt Bushman can't be here to be a part of it at tight end. But, you know, Mason Wake is making a name for himself. In the opener against Navy, I actually pointed my phone camera at the TV because he made a block at the point of attack that didn't get mentioned on the TV broadcast where he smashed into a linebacker and literally bowled him over onto his back. It was the most dominant, clean pancake you could possibly imagine. I tweeted that out saying, this is who BYU wants to be. Well, he's continuing to do that, whether he's blocking or whether he has the ball in his hands. So the Carter Wheat, same way, going up and catching the ball, making good catches that are contested. The receivers and the, the young tight ends are playing in a way that this team needs because they're playing the way that Kairos Tonga plays with anger, with viciousness, with a single mindedness toward dominating their opponent. Except they're not big Kairos, they're little bitty receivers. And I love it. Trevor. That said, while we talk about all of the best plays that happened on Friday night against Louisiana Tech for BYU, which individual play impressed you the most? Because we need to throw Troy Warner's interception in there with that junkyard mentality as well. Yes, that was, that was a great play. Another one would be Zach Wilson to, Zach, to Dax Milne deep down the right sideline when Zach was rolling to his right through it, kind of you know drifting a little bit. Defender right there, ball went right to the boundary, perfect throw. My favorite play, though, is neither of those. My favorite play is a sack by Tyler Batty. He was coming over the right tackle, and he threw a move where it was a club move, where he clubbed down the tackle's arm. So when the tackle tried to punch him, clubbed down. Tyler missed the club. The tackle had his arm down. But he kept his feet driving, and he dipped his shoulder anyway. So the combination of the feet driving and the shoulder dip made it so that even though he missed the club, he still defeated the tackle's technique and got the sack. That's a complex way to get a sack. I love it. His three sacks against Louisiana Tech would have been the high for the season of anyone last year, by the way, which is just insane. Okay, you played in the golden era of BYU football, obviously on the 1984 National Championship team, and you were on some other really, really good teams as well. Walk us through the psyche of a team trying to, as the players say, but we get annoyed with, one game at a time in the pursuit of what could be a special season for BYU this year. What's in their minds as they try in this social media technology-driven 2020 the attempt at trying to do something special? Jeremy, that's a, that's a great question. And there's only one correct answer to this, and I know that they're doing this. And that is not one game at a time. Not one game at a time. That's too vague. It's one play at a time. It's one rep in practice, one play in the game, right? This rep in practice is the most important rep, and the national championship depends on how well I do on this rep in this drill in practice. Now, we know that probably it doesn't, but the habit that that creates does. And they do that in practice, you can tell, because of the way they play in the game. And so you get into the game, one game at a time, no, no, too vague. It's this play. This play is the entire world. The national championship in their mind needs to depend on what happens on this play. And when that play is over, learn from it if you need to, and then move on to the next play. This play is the national championship. 
And if they do that with that kind of focus and that kind of effort on each play, which they are doing now, they will maximize everything they can do. Right now, I think there's a, there's a mindset among fans that has already given them an undefeated season. You know what? Even with the schedule as it is, an undefeated season would be a monumental accomplishment. And they will achieve something like that, not because they're looking at the season or looking at each game, but because they're looking at the tiniest of baby steps. And that is this individual play. That's how to win a championship. No question. It's hard to go undefeated regardless of who you play. And BYU scheduling apologists will say, hey, maybe won 11 games a year ago. And Troy is a team that's won 10 games in three of the last five seasons. And Louisiana Tech beat Miami in a bowl game. And they're legitimate. But we think that the three toughest games that BYU will play are still to come. Houston and then the recent addition of Boise State on November 7th and San Diego State on December 12th. Does the addition of those last two games in some way legitimize this schedule for BYU? I don't know that legitimize is the word I would choose, Spencer, but I think that it helps. It helps to bolster it because both San Diego State and Boise State are programs that are known nationally and are respected nationally. Their coaching staffs are respected nationally. Now, in order for it to give BYU a boost to maybe get into a New Year's Six Bowl kind of a thing, if we think like fans and not like the players need to be thinking, one or both of them need to be ranked at the time that they play. And that would be important so BYU can have that kind of cachet. But at the same time, they're thinking the same thing. I mean, it was good for them to schedule BYU because if BYU maintains this run, then Boise State and or San Diego State will have a chance to play and possibly beat a highly ranked BYU team. So there's sort of the same concept on both sides of this. So just because those names are on the schedule doesn't change as much as it would if those names are ranked at the time BYU plays them. But BYU has to take care of business and understand that in years past, we've seen BYU lose to teams that were real head scratchers, right? Those days have got to be gone. And they've got to focus on one play at a time to make sure that they get to those showdowns with Boise and San Diego State still undefeated. Sound takes, sound insight from Trevor Maddich, a man who went through a season undefeated and was willing to stand up to that pressure. Trevor, great to talk with you on a Monday. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Show goes on. Let's go, man. Week four, let's go. Coming up, our BYU opponents past and future helping the Cougars out. We're tracking Cougar opponents. BYU number 15 in both major polls, but where do the Cougars rank against other BYU football teams of the past. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. This month we've got softball and baseball on the BYU TV app. The ladies play on the 17th, 3.30 Eastern, and the dudes play on the 28th at 8 Eastern, both on the app. Normally we don't do anything in the fall with those teams, but here we are doing something. Something, and then in the spring we're going to do everything. It sounds like it. All the sports. We'll have eight different sports covered in the spring, it would seem, at this point. Let's go, baby. (laughs) You and I are going to be busy. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's 
most challenging shipping problems. Number 15 is BYU's highest AP poll ranking since 2009. Is this BYU's best team since then? Yes, next. I mean, what are we, what are we looking at here? BYU is ranked 15th, and that's higher than they were in 2014. They got up to number 18 before Taysom Hill had that unfortunate injury, one of several injuries. Yes, this is the best BYU team since 2009, and I don't think it's close. I think there are two factors at play here that make it hard to know. One is the schedule. Uh, if 2012 and 13 and 14, 15, 16, if they had played no Power Fives, what would they have been able to do? And then two is COVID. With no Pac-12 and Big Ten playing, they're not higher. They're not going up in the polls, right? Uh, they're kind of sitting or going down. So I think it's hard to know, but it's very intriguing. All right. Gunnar Romney has compiled 373 receiving yards already on three straight 100-yard-plus receiving games to open the 2020 season. He's the first to have three straight games over the century mark since one Cody Hoffman did it. Will Gunnar Romney be BYU's first 1,000-yard receiver since Cody Hoffman in 2012? Those guys had 13 games to get it. I don't think Gunnar Romney will. I hope he does because, man, he's on pace for it right now. Uh, I would love to see it hold up. That'd be awesome. He, he might. I wouldn't be shocked. But if he's a little under, I, I won't be disappointed. If BYU can play 12 games, including a bowl game, then Gunnar Romney, yes, will be the first 1,000-yard receiver. Because Texas State, Western Kentucky, North Alabama. You'd hope. Like, there, there's not always, like, 100 yards for an individual. But BYU's offense is so explosive. Anything is possible with this offense right now. Like, Tyler Algiers almost averaging 100 yards a game. Uh, Dax Milne's almost averaging 100 yards a game as well. Gunnar Romney at 373. Again, if they play 11 games, that's eight more games. Eight games to get 627 yards. Well, given the pace, yeah. He's going to do it. He'll have a game where he has like 40 yards. Like He's not going to go a hundy every game. That'd be like crazy. Gunnar Romney made some great catches on Friday night. Uh, There were a number of people that made great catches on Friday night. Who had the better interception specifically, Jerem? Troy Warner from BYU's Friday night win. Or the Michael Davis pick six on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Both were awesome. Uh, Michael Davis, because it's Tom Brady pick six. I mean, good for Troy getting his first pick as a Cougar, which is super weird that he hasn't had one in five seasons. But here we are, and uh, yeah, we said he'd get multiple, right, uh, in the summary. Karma! He's going to have another one. Tougher catch, just the catch in itself, Troy Warner. But the better overall play, Michael Davis. The break on the ball, the anticipation, and then how about the Jets? So fast! 4-3 speed, legit. BYU Equipment tweeted out this week's uniform combo for the UTSA game. Cougars will be wearing navy on white. Should BYU be royal superstitious at this point? No. No. I'm fine with uh, throwing it up, mixing it up, uh, navy and white occasionally. I, I am a fan of well, more royal. you mean royal and white occasionally? Because navy is the standard well, home jersey. BYU typically, it seems, wears royal more than they do navy football now. Some well, combination year, yes. featuring royal. This year, yes. Uh, no, don't, don't be royal superstitious. Yeah, if BYU doesn't cover the line for the first time, then maybe we can get superstitious, but no. I wore navy because I knew they were going to wear navy. Actually, I didn't know it was just a coincidence. But, uh, yeah, uh, I love Royal. I, I don't believe in superstition, though. I don't. Period. We, we mentioned both BYU baseball and softball of scrimmages this month live on the BYU TV app. And today, BYU men's golf begins competition in the first of three fall events at the Pasadena Collegiate Invite. 
Is this golf revelation a sign of return to sports normalcy? Revelation, you said. That would be three days in a row for TV viewers. Um, I, Yeah, it seems like that. Winter seems like it's going to happen. I just have questions about everyone, especially in the WCC and elsewhere, affording the testing it will require to play collegiate. Is the testing becoming cheaper? That's what the real Feels question like is, right? It, I, I don't know, but if it's becoming cheaper and easier, uh, depending on the various ways cheaper you do it. Cheaper does not mean cheap. True. That's yeah. true. But it, it feels like things are getting back to normal. Hopefully. At least a little bit. Hopefully. Next fall will be normal. <laughs> Coming up, how do we do in our prop picks? Plus, Navy football. Struggling to stay afloat. Oh, boy. Eh. What did BYU's other 2020 opponents do or fail to do over the weekend? We're tracking Cougar opponents next on BYU Sports Nation. Anchor boy! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football, Klanis Take is tomorrow night. Join the coach, Gregor Bell, as they recap the Louisiana Tech game preview UTSA. The Blue features the Romney brothers, and Gunner is the guest as well. BYU football, Klanis Take, tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a winning Monday in Studio B. Right now, we're tracking Cougar opponents presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. What did everyone on the BYU schedule do over the weekend to help or hurt BYU's under-the-microscope strength of schedule? Jerem, start us off. BYU's next opponent is UTSA. The Roadrunners' undefeated season is over. They were 3-0. They lost 21-13 to UAB. But... The UAB team that's receiving votes now in the AP poll. Nice! The curious and almost unbelievable case of the Houston Cougars hopes to have an actual game this week. Cougars set to kick off their season on Thursday night when they host 2-1 Tulane. Houston has seen their five previously scheduled games altered, canceled, or postponed due to COVID-19. We'll be watching that one with interest. Texas State had a bye week coming off a close loss to Boston College. The 1-3 Bobcats play at 1-1 Troy Saturday. The Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky earned their first win of the season, 20-17 over Middle Tennessee. Big Red rejoices, we think. Western Kentucky quarterback Tyrell Pigrome had 55 yards rushing through two touchdowns. The Hilltoppers host 2-0 Marshall on Saturday. Pigrome, that's a fun last name. Mm -hmm. When they're handing out last names, they're like, I would like that one. Boise State and San Diego State were added to the BYU schedule last week. Mountain West released its schedule. Boise State opens the season against Utah State October 24th. The Aztecs host UNLV that day. Clearly, we're rooting for Boise State and San Diego State to win every game, right? I do that with literally everyone but Utah. Mm. I, I'm fine. Like, that BYU plays? Yeah, if Utah lost, and the Niners. Okay. If the Niners and Utes lost every game, I'd be so happy. You had a great weekend, didn't you? Yeah, it was great. Every Alabama great. <laughs> opens yeah. their season with a 28-7 loss at Liberty. The Lions will next host a Jacksonville State team that gave Florida State a real scare over the weekend well, on every, October 17th. Everyone's scared of Florida State. They're not good. Florida State is scared of Florida State. Navy's 1-2 after losing 40-7 to at Air Force at Temple Saturday. Uh, Navy's staying. To be fair, they were playing without the starting quarterback and best running back, and they haven't won in Colorado Springs since 2012. I still think Navy's stinks. Mediocre I, at I, best, I, right? I hope they improve because that – Listen, the way BYU plays is the thing you can control. BYU can't control whether the opponents are going to The Troy Trojans did not play after their scheduled rivalry game against South Alabama was postponed with COVID res- or complications on the South Alabama side. Troy, as Jerry mentioned just a little bit ago, will face future BYU opponent Texas State this Saturday. And Louisiana Tech, I think you know what happened over the weekend, yeah. but uh, they play 
three and one UTEP on Saturday. UTEP three and one. Wow. Okay. I'm more of a Texas Western fan, but that's just me. <laughs> Coming up, a rise and shout out to a high five. And results from the Friday night prop picks. Those results made Jerem's weekend even better. This is BYU Sports Nation. General Conference weekend. That's awesome. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation continues with the daily reminder. Show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. For download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And hey, subscribe, rate, and review. It's time to review how we did with our prop picks for the BYU-Louisiana Tech game on Friday night. Yeah. Heading into the matchup. Three-way tie, seven points apiece. It is not that way now. Up first. With Jason, by the way. There are two of us. Correct. We asked, who will have the greater margin of victory tonight, BYU or the Los Angeles Lakers? This was an easy one, man. Yes. BYU was going to slay, and the Lakers were going to win. Little did we know, oh, Bam out of Bayou and Goran Dragic out. Were the Lakers going to win by more than the line of 24? No. So you and I said Brigham. Jason said okay. the Lakers. We got it. Okay, uh, more penalties against BYU or Neil Powell receptions. Five pens for 60, uh, that 50 like yards. That a lot. That was a lot. For given, a home game with no fans. Given three. Given Well, it's not all about false starts, right? Uh, Powell, four receptions, 61 yards. So See, and I thought more I pens. said on Friday, if Neil has four catches, then I should be safe. Well, BYU wasn't going to maintain that penalty or lack thereof pace. It was three in two games, which is just dumb. <laughs> Five for 53 holding penalties. Yeah. I was like, someone hit somebody. Eric get, Ma- it, get it on Sportsman. Like, this is way too clean. Eric Mateos publicly apologized to Lopini Catella for his offensive line holding on every big Lopini Catella play. Y factor <laughs> pick, right? Was that who you picked? Yes. Nice. Will BYU be plus or minus in the turnover battle? We're plus two. First time this season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason and I said plus. You said even. You shot your shot. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana Tech, by the way, had the FBS high streak of 19 consecutive games with the takeaway. They didn't have one. Didn't happen. That's why I went even. I'm like, oh, they're probably going to have one, and BYU should have at least one. Zach Wilson tried to give them one on the fourth down, which, by the way, we all were like, whoa, the Kenny Stabler fumble ruski rule? Fourth down, you can't. You can't fumble it and have someone else recover. Got a Romney runs in. Everyone's like, touchdown. Nope, the ball was dead once Zach didn't recover it. You can't fumble it forward on fourth there. But it wasn't a takeaway because BYU recovered, obviously. with Okay, more BYU punts or Cougars with 100 yards rushing or receiving. There were two punts. But there was only one player with 100-plus. It was close. Then it was Gunner, 101. Tyler Algier had 93. Dax Mill had 89. BYU was close to having three. So we we all said punts. (laughs) We got it. All right. Fifth one. More Kavika Fanua tackles or (laughs) rush attempts. We both got this one wrong. Jeremy, we both thought he would rush the ball more than he would have tackles. He didn't really come in. It was Miles Davis. It's Miles Miles Davis now. He's the guy. Miles Davis brought in his trumpet, and he was blaring his way to some garbage yards. Miles Davis is the guy that's going to run the ball. He's the garbage uh, time guy. Which, by the way, everyone knows you're getting the ball. That's so hard. That's so hard. Yes. 
Everyone knows Miles Davis is coming down. I think Kavika's opportunities <laughs> to run the ball are coming to a close because yeah. Sione Finau yeah. is almost back for yes, BYU. It's been two or three weeks since they said two or three weeks. And he could have played a couple weeks ago had they needed him, by the way. Okay, Jerem, after a successful weekend, uh, three of the five. Wait, are you? did you get three of five or four I of five? I got four of five. Four of five, yeah. Jerem. Oh, Zach Wilson, me. 80% guys. You, you know lead the way with 11 points, Jason at 10, and uh, like you said, I shot my shot and whiffed. You went for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate the hustle. I'm, I'm in at nine. Lot, long way to go in this one. Our question of the day, what was the best thing related to BYU football you saw this weekend? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Ben Peterson on Twitter. The Mason Wake hurdle was my favorite play, not just because he performed an amazing aerial feat, but he then proceeded to bulldoze four or five other defenders to make sure they got the first down. It was two, but yeah. Hashtag BYU. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Don't no. let facts get in the way of a good of story. Of a good story. Yeah, exactly. Today's Rising Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Mine goes to freshman receivers, uh, tight ends, Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat. In the third quarter, about a minute and a half into it, the two go on a crossing route and high-five in the middle of a play. <laughs> Watch this. They high-five during the play, and then Isaac Rex catches the ball and proceeds to get some good yardage. High-five in the middle. High-five. High <laughs> That's hilarious. Is that designed, or is that a modification by the tight ends? That was clearly on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if the coaches sanctioned that, but that's yeah. funny. My rising shout-out goes to this LSU fan on Reddit who talked about the Mason Wake play we just heard about. That's not a player. It's an armored truck with a helicopter rotor mounted on top. How did someone that dense manage to float over a diving defender like that? Then when another defender tries to rip the ball and he's like, nah. <laughs> that play was awesome, dude. And then, and then his block. Oh. Mason Wake's block. Good video from our uh, producers. Okay. Oh, thanks to today's guest, Trevor Maddich. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran Hello, out of time, Jared. man. Highest ranking since 09, huh? When Dennis played. Which is why Bill Connolly is calling for BYU to switch schedules with Kansas. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Bill August, Coordinator's Corner with Greg Rebell and Elias Tuiaki live in two minutes on the BYU TV app.